You're listening to Podcast Rescue. My name is Cliff Duvenois. This is episode 31. Hey there, are you struggling with your podcast? Well, then let's change that. Here, we're going to share the strategies, tips, and tricks that you need to make your podcast a thriving part of your business. Welcome to Podcast Rescue. Hello, my fellow entrepreneurs. How are you doing on this fine and lovely day? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for asking. So there's a lot of things that are happening, some changes that are coming, and I want to keep you updated. I want to, you know, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, Every time that I get an opportunity to share some thoughts that I have and some of the things that are working for me and for my clients, I always love to do that. And I do want to share with you that change is coming, right? The only thing in the world that's constant is change, right? I love, love that phrase. So changes are coming. And what I want to do is I want to talk to you about what those changes are and how it's going to impact you, how it's going to impact this podcast, how it's going to impact the podcast coaching. So let's talk a little, a little history here. So it was three years ago that I moved from California back to Michigan. At that time, I did not have a network in Michigan at all. I had a network in California. I just didn't have one in Michigan. Well, Cliff's first rule of podcasting is podcasting is the ultimate relationship building tool. What I decided to do was start a podcast and I would start networking with the very people that I might want to work with. So I started extending invitations. People started saying yes. A lot of people said no, but started extending invitations. People were saying yes. Podcast was going great. Uh, And, you know, through just some happenstance, I got some early sponsors for the podcast, which was just absolutely awesome. And I completely mapped out, you know, how that whole process works so I could rinse and repeat again to make money on the podcast, which is always a good thing, right? If somebody's going to produce a podcast, it's always good to be making money doing that. Well, you know, my primary focus with the podcast, like I said, was to create relationships. It wasn't necessarily to provide some kind of an income. But if somebody's going to offer me money, I'm going to take it. So the podcast had a little bit of a rough start. I actually put it down and walked away from it twice. And I'm, I don't want to go into the reasons why I put it down twice. That will probably be another episode that I will record in the future. But I put it down twice. The second time that I put it down, it actually sat for over a year before I was even brave enough to go take a look at it. I was shell-shocked at the number of downloads that particular podcast was getting every single month. Even though I had not produced an episode in over a year, people were still finding the podcast and downloading it. A lot of the times people would binge the episodes, which was, to me, was just awesome. And just another, you know, yeah, I'm going to plug podcasting again. But just on a side note, this is one of the main reasons why I love podcasting so much because people find your podcast, they like it, they will binge it. If people you know, find you on Facebook or they like a post or something else like that, very rarely will they go back through and read all of your Facebook posts. But for podcasting, they will. So there's my plug for podcasting. I move into 2022. And I know I've shared this story before. I was thinking about what to do with this side uh, project podcast. Well, there was two things that came up. First was that a university reached out and said, hey, we would like to work with you on your podcast. I'm like, great, you know, more money coming through the door. I am happy about that. 
But the second thing is, is I was like, you know, I have all this information about podcasting, what works, what doesn't work, that gets my clients real results. So why don't I just take my framework and apply it to my side project podcast? But I don't want, just want to apply it and go small. I want to apply it and go big, right? What can I really do with my podcast that would just blow people's minds? Like they would sit there and say, oh my God, I can't believe that you did this. So I start doing the podcasting thing again. I start applying my frameworks to my side project again. My business coach was like, hey, you know, get into podcast coaching, which is how uh, Podcast Rescue actually came about this particular podcast because I love talking about it so much. But most of the stories that I share are a direct result of the side project podcast. Most of the stories I share is because of the results that my clients are getting. Well, here it is. I'm, I'm doing these interviews. I'm making even more connections with so many people. It's just great. And a lot of eyes are opening up. And of course, you know, as I'm producing episodes, the number of downloads that you know, are happening. That number is increasing. More people are finding the podcast. They are subscribing to it. I mean, it's, it's great, that whole synergy. Well, one person that I met, I did an interview with, built the relationship with them, made one phone call that, again, applying the framework for, got me onto the radio. And of course, I took a ton of notes the entire time I was doing this. Because if you really want to go big, leverage the media that you got. And I was actually surprised that getting on the radio turned out to be a little bit easier than I thought. But I put in the work. You know, I had a podcast to show for it. It wasn't just, you know, hey, I got five episodes. Could I be on the radio? I mean, I had a very huge body of work. Plus, I had a champion that was behind me, right? All this is part of my, you know, podcast to radio framework. So I get on the radio. And of course, this has just been a phenomenal ride. It took me about four months before I finally was in a position where I could say, yep, this show is you know, ready to be on the radio. The radio station owner gave me all kinds of really great feedback that allowed me to not only create uh, you know, a better quality show, but just to be a better interviewer. Just the things that he would say to me, he would listen to an episode and come back and say, oh, well, you got to fix the mic bleed. You have to do this and that. By the way, when you asked a question, you, you said, blah, 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 you know, nobody cares about that. And so I really took a lot of his feedback. And I think that I've created a much better quality show and a much better quality podcast. So now it's, you know, we're now into 2022. And one of the things that crosses my mind is, of course, speaking engagements. A lot of my clients, of course, they want to figure out how to make money. And one of the ways that you can do that definitely is via sponsorships. People want to sponsor and be on your podcast. And this can happen in a couple of ways. Believe it or not, the number of downloads you get oftentimes isn't an indicator of whether you'll get a sponsor or not. It's a barometer, granted. But I have gotten sponsorships for my particular podcast, and I've actually done it like more than once, <laughs> gotten paid nicely for it, but I didn't have tens of thousands of downloads on my show. So that right there is a complete fallacy. But again, it's part of the framework for the clients that actually want to use it, walk them through it. Life is good. Well, 
I decide to start doing another thing, which is, you know, at what point can you have a body of work, podcast episodes that would allow you to go out and get speaking engagements, right? Paid speaking engagements. If you're spending your time talking to a microphone and recording your episodes, then it's not that big of a leap to think that you could do public speaking. It's just a question of whether you want to do it or not. Not all my clients want to do it. A lot of my clients are introverts. I just want to stay home and hide behind the microphone and record my podcast. That is fine. But there's a few others out there that actually have visions of them being on a stage or teaching or doing something, right? Giving a course, becoming a coach, whatever that might be, where they will have to give presentations. So I started working on that towards the end of January, going into February. And I set that off to the side because again, you know, this side project was really starting to, uh, was really starting to move forward as the ducks uh, fly overhead as I'm recording this. Uh, but I kind of put that off to the side. Well, lo and behold, you know, as I'm approaching episode 100, I am starting to get requests to do speaking engagements, which is, which is incredible. You know, just the sheer fact that people want to pay me money to get in front of them and actually talk is amazing. And of course, I thought about, you know, what this would look like I, before I even started to do the work back in January, February timeframe. During those two or three weeks, uh, I, take, I took a look at what some really good uh, onstage speakers, presenters had as far as their website collateral. Uh, I reverse engineered it, put it all together. Of course, you can see all this, right? If you want to see the, the, the side project and the podcast that I'm working on, you just have to go over to totalmichigan.com. You can, you can see it all. It's all there on, uh, that, on that page. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm on the radio. I am now, uh, you know, just applying the same frameworks again, and I'm getting people that are very interested in sponsorships and partnerships. Now I'm getting speaking engagements as well. So what's happening is, is that the side project, right? The podcast that I've been doing all the experimenting on, taking the frameworks that I use and putting them to the nth degree, that side podcast is now becoming my full-time gig. And I say that because, you know, not only am I fielding like so much uh, business development type conversations, but at the same point in time, more opportunities are opening up for me to be onto other platforms. So for instance, one of the things that I have been pushed to do is to consider video, right? I have talked a couple times now on a couple of these episodes, what that might look like. How could a team of one <laughs> effectively use video for their podcast? And so just the other day, I had a consulting call with a lady and I said, you know, if you do you know, video for your podcasting, you're going to interview people. You might want to take a look at like, you know, a Riverside or a Zencaster and be able to do your stuff there on those particular platforms. If you're doing the interviews face-to-face, -face, that's like a whole other ball of wax. Well, for my side project, that's basically what I do is I do the interviews face-to-face. -face. I actually travel to these places of business, whether they're tourist destinations or manufacturing facilities, but I go there and I do the interviews face-to-face. So my question is, is like, what's that look like? Well, you know, I'm certified in Final Cut Pro, so it wouldn't be that hard for me to stitch together an episode and put it out there. Well, if I'm going to put it onto YouTube as a podcast, which by the way, I highly recommend that you seriously consider doing, but if I put it onto YouTube as a podcast, why couldn't I take that same piece of content and put it on television? How hard is it to get a show on local television? 
So I started asking myself that question, started researching, you know, come to find out it's not that hard at all. You know, of course, people have to like your show. They got to approve your show. So, I mean, you know, to get it on television, it's not like you can really do anything. So if your if your podcast is full of cuss words and swear words, stuff like that, probably going to be a little bit harder to get it on television. But again, this is just another medium that I have access to just taking the same framework that I use for my podcast, but just now applying it for the video part of the show. So you can see that side project, as I said before, is quickly becoming my full-time job. I only have so many hours in the day to be able to do this. And with the side project blowing up, I find myself like very passionate about it and people are responding. They're liking it. I'm, I'm getting a ton more traffic to my website than I've ever had before. It's just been absolutely incredible. So what I've decided to do, because I only have so many hours in the day, what I've decided to do is to scale back on the podcast coaching. I'm not going to completely walk away from it. I still have people that are reaching out, wanting to book times, which is great. But the amount of time that I have to dedicate to this is being cut back. And so, you know, when I take a look at everything that the podcast coaching you know, involves, it's basically like two components, creating this podcast and with creating this podcast comes written content as well, the show notes. And then the flip side of the coin is actually meeting with the clients and doing that. So I'm scaling back the hours that I'm meeting with the clients, but also too, I'm scaling back the number of episodes that I am producing for this particular podcast. What this means is that instead of an episode once a week, which I really love to do, uh, it is going to become a podcast episode every two weeks just to scale that back. The, like I said, the side project is absolutely just blowing up. There's a lot of opportunities that are coming my way. I, I think about other things as well, you know, in addition to the paid speaking gigs, in addition to getting onto television. But I think about other things like, wow, what would it be like if I had a book, like an actual product that I could sell? What would that look like? And of course, as part of, you know, consulting with my clients, if they so choose, is we actually talk about things like how to use a sales funnel, right? What is a funnel? How can you build a funnel that people are going to want to give you money and spend even more money? How do you take care of the person who is just casually interested in like perhaps buying your book? versus the super fan who will buy anything that you put out there. What are those video components, right? Again, just taking the frameworks that I have used and have been successful with and now just applying them to uh, just in a very big way, you know, not thinking in a small way, like, you know, not how, how can I make a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks, but how can I go big? How can I make that happen? So. Anyways, like I said, the podcasting coaching is still open. It's still available. You can roll over to podcastwithcliff.com. If anything on this episode made you think, man, I would really like to do that. All you have to do is schedule the time. I've got all the frameworks. It's a piece of cake to actually walk you through them, to set you realistic goals, to start that process of having you start to do some really cool things with your podcast to move forward. Once again, it's podcastwithcliff.com. Just go over there and be able to make that happen. That's all the time I got for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode. Cheers.